0: Hi, everybody. Anne-Marie here. It's Chanel. It's Anita. And we're, and we're the, the girls, girls of Room 3228. We are acing that shit. We now. really are. <laughs> for, for a couple of weeks, I didn't think we were ever going to get that quite down. But, you know, episode three and here we are saying um, it loud and proud. Yeah, I really feel like it's us. <laughs> it's our brand it's who we are oh my
1: god with the brand aligning
0: what yeah. do you hate about brand <laughs>
1: no i love it i, it's I just our love image. it i love that it's your thing like i always know you're gonna say it
0: because it, i mean if you think about me like mm-hmm. who do you know that's more brand aligned as a person than me that's
2: true <laughs> everything you do is very brand aligned <laughs> Like literally i feel like emery is like you are a brand you Thank are a walking brand. Yeah, like you should be your
0: own. Like you should have your own logo and everything. Like have her own
1: little TM next to her name. Like in yeah. T-
0: I actually <laughs> wanted to to trademark my name. Oh my god! <laughs> because I feel like one day when I actually get really famous, it's going to be more expensive to trademark my name. So I should do it now. But I don't have that hundred dollars to do it. I actually I also tried to trademark Room Three Two Two Eight. Oh yeah, we should do but that. But it's about a hundred dollars. So I was can, like, ah, I don't know if it's worth we it. We right just now. put it by
1: three. What's hundred divided by three? Like thirty-three.
0: Yeah. yeah point three 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 three. <laughs> yes, our math major over yeah, here. You know. Resident actuarial scientist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyways, people. This is episode three and we're gonna start it with a typical spin-off with our Oh, highs and lows. Yeah, so
2: um, okay, I'll start. Bring it to the top.
0: Like you never <laughs> never
2: stop. <laughs> So, um, my high for this week, um, oh, excuse me, I burped a little. <laughs> um, <laughs> my high for this week is, um, attempting to go, um, exercising with Anne-Marie, but she'll tell you a little bit more about that. <laughs> it wasn't even so much that part, it was, like, the afterwards when we got fried chicken, Korean fried chicken. Ooh, um, so good. So, that was my high for this week. My low for this week, I don't know, today, I was just, like, a big brat. Um, like I didn't, I didn't have work today. So I was just like sitting inside our club room, just like watching videos and I was just so bored. Like I kind of just wanted to die. Um, so that was a low for me. Yeah. I mean, the low was missing my girls. Like, I mean, yeah.
1: Because, yeah, the thing is, our schedules are so unaligned that it's rare for us to all be in the room together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry,
0: babe. I also didn't realize how lonely it is around here on Mondays and Wednesday- oh. Wednesdays. Because mm-hmm. I've been just be coming it. Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays, which already pretty much sucks because nobody's here on Fridays. <laughs> but Tuesdays and Thursdays, I guess the most people are here because of club hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, but none of our friends are here on Mondays and Wednesdays. It's really depressing. Yeah. yeah. All right, so my high... It was definitely when I went out to exercise with Chanel on Monday. We went to a spin class at Equinox. <laughs> Shout out to Equinox, C, Please sponsor us. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> they have the money, too.
0: But I talked to you guys last week about how I was feeling kind of sick, and I was really under the weather over the weekend. And I woke up on Monday, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out. I'm going to do this. I feel like exercising will really get me out of my slump. So I took the bus in just to go to this exercise class and I was really worried about it because A, I can't even ride a bicycle and I know these are nailed to the ground so wait so I didn't wait. think that would be Chanel told me this but I still didn't believe it but you now that I hear me. it from
1: your mouth
0: yeah I, I never learned how I just didn't think it was worth my time oh, I, <laughs> like when am I, I I understand like getting my license I need that like I can drive around with it which I also don't have my license yet I have my permit, but like who's gonna get on a freaking bicycle and like am I gonna bike from Staten Island to Manhattan I don't think so you never no. okay it's what i don't need a freak that's like saying i need to learn how to ride a horse because maybe one day bicycles will stop working okay and there'll be no cars or gasoline so i'll have to ride a horse from destination to destination okay? okay but think
1: about learning how to swim when how often do you swim but you know how to swim okay
0: but swimming is different because you can how? swimming is fun you know how to swim. riding, riding a bike, a bike is fun. so much fun i can just ride my freaking electric scooter or and my go hoverboard. nowhere stay stationary just like <laughs> what do you mean i just you can just ride the scooter I go so fast on that thing. Electric scooters go really, really fast. I I rode one in California. It was like going like thirty miles an hour. It was insane. That's so dangerous. It was scary. Fell off of hers and skinned her knee, and nobody helps her except me. People were just watching her from the sidewalk, laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Poor girl. Yeah, he was laughing too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My daughter's an idiot.
0: (laughs) But anyway, so I really, really was excited about the spin class because I've been trying. Like I used to do competitive cheerleading for a really long time, and and I just stopped exercising once I got to college because we don't have a team here. So I really Really want to get into like some other class or like some type of exercise? So I was like, All right, I'm so pumped, I'm ready for this. And we got there. And I actually really liked it. Like, they turned the lights off. It's like you're just pedaling, pedaling. And, of course, like, there's no pressure because it's not a real bicycle, you know? Mm. So you're just, like, going, going. I have really strong legs. So, like, it didn't really bother me at all. But after about, like, eight minutes, the teacher said, like, the warm-up's done. And Chanel was like, Amory, I can't breathe. Like, I I can't do this anymore. (laughs) So Chanel got off of her bicycle. And I swear, she left the class for the next 25 minutes. And the (laughs) class is only a 45-minute long class. So you can add up 25 minutes plus the 10 minutes that we had for the warm-up. There was only about another 10 minutes left in the class when she came back. And the manager thought she was going to pass out. Like, mm-hmm. things were just crazy. But my high was that I felt like it was a really great workout. And then after that, we went to get Korean fried chicken. Yeah. And it was really, really good. We had some nice chats in the park. Yeah, and that's cute. That's I, a yeah, I always love when I have my one-on-ones with Chanel. Aww. I need me some Chanel time. Sorry, Anita. I hope you don't feel left out. But I'm fine. <laughs> we I'm
1: loving it. Always
0: have some really good chats. And, yes, yeah, so that was my high. It was really great. It's a good day. I think my low, I've just been feeling really reflective lately. I've just been thinking about my life moving forward and like how things mm. are changing so quickly. I know not to get like really depressing or anything, but just like things change so quickly from day to day, from week to week, and I hate change. I've just been thinking about like what's going to happen at the end of the semester, which now leaves us to graduate Aww. and do bigger and better things, and like all of my other friends that are leaving and, and things that are happening, and, and maybe I'll be leaving. Like I don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, so I've just been thinking about all of that, and it's, I, I wouldn't say I've been in a funk, but I've just been thinking about, there's just been a lot on my mind lately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes it's good to just, to think about these things, and, you know, just get them off your chest, so.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so my teacher told me that I'm not gonna fill the course. Yes! No. Because the thing is that he uh, said <laughs> he'll give you a really, really bad grade, but I will graduate no matter what.
1: Yes! <laughs> yes. yes. Well, no, I don't want, want to. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I actually been meaning to ask you before I say my highs and lows. Yeah. Where is your head at in terms of graduating this semester? Stop! I know. We're oh, gonna we we're gonna do, this do that. I right we that. just
0: we had a whole conversation before yeah. and that's something I, I kept wanting to ask her, but I didn't want her to be in that in that type of mood for this episode, and I didn't want to be in that type of mood. And now you got me in that type of mood, Anita. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Okay, we can clear the table. I'll take it off the table. No, you can't
0: take it back once you put it out there, okay. Oh, my. <laughs> oh Jesus girl. I'm sorry, I'm being so dramatic, but like also not dramatic enough. So <laughs> Uh, I don't know.
2: I think I'm in denial that I'm graduating. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, um, purchase any graduating, graduation photos. I'm not going to graduation. I didn't buy the yearbook. I didn't buy any, I didn't buy the class ring. So, literally, like, in my mind, I believe I'm still coming here next semester. <laughs> I neither applied, to, I mean, I didn't actively apply to any, like, jobs. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really put myself forward. So, in my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to Baruch. <laughs> But, Are you feeling like overwhelmed
1: by leaving?
2: I don't think so because I, I'm in denial. Mm. I think I am. Oh, I think I am overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying not to feel at the moment. Mm. But I feel like I'm just also very lost because I don't know what I want to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because people usually say like, once you finish college, you kind of know where you want to be. Oh no! But I feel like uh. I get more confused by every year I go by. I'm yeah. like,
0: oh, do I really want to do this in my life? But I think that's okay. That's the best part about being in your twenty-something. Yeah, is that you don't know what you want to do, mm-hmm. and, and you're supposed to like go around like making a mess out of everything, and <laughs> like and failing, and learning, and succeeding, and doing all of these really cool things, just so you can figure out what you want to do. Because I feel like I, I talked to my parents, and and I talked to my dad, and I was like, "Is this like what you're doing right now? Is that what you always want to do?" And mm-hmm. he was like, "I still don't know what I want to do." And like I'm in like <laughs> you know I'm in my fifties. I was like. That's really scary, but I mean, at least now I don't feel bad about not knowing what I want to do now. So, yeah, you know, let that comfort you, Chanel. It's your time to, to try whatever you want to try. Yeah, and just like go for it, go for every opportunity. Oh, thank you.
2: I applied
1: to a job in Lithuania, so we'll see.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All power to you, girl. We love you. and We support you regardless. Oh, thanks, girlies. Um, so my highs, my lows. I'll start with my low, which because it's kind of like in the same atmosphere, same kind of. Mm-hmm. Aspect as yours mm-hmm. is that I've just been feeling really maybe unmotivated and disconnected from like everything almost and except for what like, I said. No, but you said what did you say? You not said you feeling like you've been overthinking everything. But my overthinking everything. You said that. Is that not it? No.
0: It's like you don't even listen to me, Anita. I hear
1: everything you say. I hear too much. But you're much. right. I have
0: an overthinking thing. So lately why are too. you making my answer? Because <laughs> it's not what I said. <laughs> or like
1: similarly, like the feeling of change, like feeling change coming, yeah, along, and so being kind of overwhelmed, like me being overwhelmed by mm-hmm. that. Especially like with the next semester coming and like summer, and like you said, every all of our friends' lives are changing so drastically, mm-hmm. and then kind of trying to figure out which direction I want my life to go in. So that's kind of been like the low for me. But my high was, I think today I went to Brookfield, mm-hmm. which is like by the World Trade Center, mm-hmm. and I went with my boyfriend, and we were hanging out, and like we got lunch together, and we got my favorite dessert, and he got like wings and everything. But that wasn't even my favorite part. My favorite part is that. We always get into, like, these arguments, these really heated arguments. And this sounds toxic, but let me explain why I love it. It's because, like, we'll argue about things, and we'll just go back and forth, and it'll turn into, like, this almost overly exciting banter that we get into with each other, where it's, like, even if it seems like we're fighting and it seems toxic, it's, like, how we allow our relationship to grow and flourish, because it... Challenges the way that we choose to choose our words and like mm-hmm. argue about things and expand our minds about certain topics. Aww. So those are things that I'm always appreciative about about having those discussions with him. Um So what yeah, that's, you guys,
0: talking about
1: we were what were we talking about? So many things overlapped. It started. Oh man, I completely forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about. Damn, I forgot. I can't even remember what it was because it was like it's built off so many different topics. Like I think it started about. I told him that he was getting triggered about something, and then he got upset. He's like, "Why are you saying that I'm triggered?" And I was like, "You're choosing to be triggered about this.
0: <laughs> You're choosing to be triggered." <laughs> and then we wow, just went the Really welcoming atmosphere it. over there.
1: Listen, this is just the way that it works sometimes between us. No, it's funny because the thing is that it's not really.
2: I mean, because I've seen y'all mentor. and it's not because I don't want anybody thinking that it's like toxic. Because yeah, it's really not. It's just y'all talk about like very like. I don't know, like academic or like high thinking things. Right. Yeah. So it's not like y'all arguing over like, Oh no, like you spilled something on my shoe. (laughs) It's it's nothing like that. It's like, it's kind of cute. It's, Really cute. Yeah, I appreciate
1: that disclaimer because yeah, it's not—it's never anything like oh, I hate the way you do that or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's always things to help each other flourish even in whatever girl. way possible. Mm. I'm yeah.
0: kind of upset. I've never actually experienced or witnessed one of these debates between the two of you. I can't even picture it right now, girl. It, it gets kind of hurts me. Yeah. yeah, one day, one of these days, I'll put it on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> Should we transition into our typical dating profile questions? Yes, yes, we shall.
2: Uh, the first question is. Name three things you or, like, that we all have in common.
0: Okay, A, we're all on this podcast together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> number two, we're all Baruch students. Of course, yes. <laughs> Number three.
1: Uh-huh. Dig deep, dig deep.
0: I just wanted to get it over with. <laughs> cause I don't know what else we have. In, we have so much in common, you know? Uh-huh. It's hard to just sit. Oh, fine, I'll think of a deep. Let's think of a, a collective deep one for this, oh, for this question. Mm. We're an Isaac. That's not girl, deep. Girl. <laughs> no. Not um, deep enough. I think I mean, we all have... Oh, sorry. No, go. No, go for no, it.
1: it's still your turn to news. I was just interrupting.
0: Yeah. So, I think we all have very similar values mm-hmm. as far as friendship and, and what we, we expect from each other mm-hmm. and how we treat each other. Like, I, I know that the way I feel about all of you, you feel the same way, hopefully about me, <laughs> and that mm. <I, laughs> you treat me the way that I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like that, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, three things. Mm. We are all
0: short. <laughs> 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 Except Chanel. Chanel's an outlier. <laughs> um,
1: I think we all have a deep love for travel. Mm. For sure. Like, I know Chanel has hopes of traveling when she graduates. And she's been traveling over the past summer. And Anne-Marie is going away for, like, the entire summer.
0: Yes, until our trip to Greece. Yes, August
1: August 2019. Hit us up if you want to
0: join.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that, um, we're all girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I think this isn't something that's happened, but I do see us all having really bright futures. Like, leading really, really, really... um, strong lives and Mm. being creative individuals in whatever we do. That was mine. We're all boss women. (laughs) We are. Yeah. Oh,
2: I was going to say we're all creative and like... No, go ahead. Take it, girl. Okay, I'm
1: stealing it.
2: Um, Something else we all have in common? Uh, Can I just steal yours? No. (laughs) I was going to say like our values. Uh I feel like we have a deep Understanding of like who we are mm-hmm. and how we want to present ourselves in the world, and also like who we surround ourselves with. Mm-hmm. Um, and thirdly, no, that's say not it. true. Say it, say it. No, no, it's not true. No. <laughs> yeah,
0: what was it though? The I want to know.
2: Bad tasting, guys, but oh, yeah, I need a whole relationship,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know. <laughs> you, you no, know, I, think, I think Anita actually has pretty good taste. I mean, she got away with this one. <laughs> yeah, she got lucky with Peter. Yeah. But we, yeah, Chanel and I both definitely have really bad taste in guys. I would disagree.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to name drop anybody of here. Of course, we're not going
0: to do we're that. We're not going to name drop. <clears throat> I mean,
1: we can. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I gave, I widened my eyes so big and angry. I wish you guys so- <laughs> yeah,
0: No. overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I have bad taste, in guys. And that's all we need. We could have
1: more
2: better taste. We could have better. taste. We could have better
0: taste. I like that. We gotta work on it. I mean, we could, but it probably never will. Yeah.
1: No, I think either. you guys are being too hard on yourselves. I think you're choosing people that have things that have things that you want in a man.
0: But they never want me back. So that's not. Ha- I
1: don't. Wouldn't say that's having bad taste. That's yes, it
0: true. is because I don't like the people that do like me.
1: You know, you don't. You yeah, shouldn't. You shouldn't follow true. people just because they like you, though. I but feel like. Why
0: not? That's true.
1: Because nobody's out of your league, truthfully. That's true. Yeah. So the thing is, like, you shouldn't feel like you're obligated to be with just the people that like you, especially if they don't meet your standards.
0: But it's Mm. not that they don't meet the standards, it's just I'm looking for something else, you know? Mm hmm. Usually the guys that like me are too good.
2: Are too good? Yeah. Are too too nice? No, not even too nice, they're just too good. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like they're out of your league? they're too
2: good. Like, Like it's too good to be true?
1: Yeah, it's too good to be true. Yeah, they're too good to be true. No, but I I was talking to Chanel about this because we were talking about a similar topic. And I don't know if you guys watched the movie Perks of Being a Wallflower. I did. It came out, like, years ago. So sad. So sad. movie. But there was one line that the teacher said, he was like, we accept the love we think we deserve. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what you're expressing now is that you think you deserve so much less than you actually do. Yeah. And I would argue that completely, that you deserve anybody who... You think meets your standards, or even if you think they surpass them, because you are the prize, my love.
0: Aww. You are the prizes. Oh, I'm really <laughs> feeling the love today, you guys.
1: <laughs> we forgot the box of tissues this episode.
0: Oh, I actually no. really want to cry. Oh! <laughs>
2: okay, next <So> question.
1: We're never going to get
0: to this topic today. <laughs> Honestly, but it's so good, so we have it's, to... We have to get enough time in for this topic, because it's so, so good. It's something that we really want to talk about for a really long time, and we've been teasing it on the Instagram, so yeah, let's right. get these questions. Yeah, last... Roll them out. My okay, last, last question for this round.
2: Um, what are you most grateful for in life? Oh,
1: gosh. I mean, for me, this is always my answer, but I have to say my parents, because I feel like ever since I was little, and even... You know, since I was little, I feel like they've constantly been sacrificing so much for me and my brothers. And that sounds like a general statement about parents in general like, oh, my parents sacrificed so much for me. But no, they literally left everything they had their family, their jobs, their wealth that they had when we still lived in Zimbabwe to come here so that me and my brothers would have a plethora of opportunities, school wise, career wise. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I come home, to them, I'm always really, really appreciative that I have them, and I have their support constantly through everything that I've been through in my life. Um, Last year, I went through like a horrible breakup, my first breakup ever, and one of the things my mom said to me that really stood out to me was that what makes you think that we would ever stop loving you? Like, there's nothing you could do that could ever make us stop loving you. And that's, like, something that's been stapled in my mind whenever I do anything stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, they won't stop loving me. They promise. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I also don't want to take advantage of that love that they give me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, my parents always. Yeah.
0: For me, it's also my family. Um, yeah. So a little broader than my parents. Uh, my parents plus my sister, mm-hmm. they've always been there for me no matter what. Um, no matter what I've been going through. I knew that I could talk to them and they would they would make me feel better about mm-hmm. anything that I was feeling. And I just feel so grateful because I know that they would give up their lives for me. Like yeah. literally, I know they would put that down on the line. Um, they do everything they can to make sure that I'm successful in life. Um, always supporting me. And I think that's being so important because I mean, friends come and go like in the past before yeah. I met you guys, like those relationships come and go. But the way that I feel about my family is always consistent. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even if, like, if I don't make it apparent... I wish, like, I I, I made it more obvious to them how much they mean to me. Because yeah. I think mean, sometimes it's hard, especially with family, because you're with them so often. Like, you don't appreciate them enough. Yeah. Or you don't physically, like, show them how much they mean to mm-hmm. you. But they do mean the world to me. And yeah whenever I'm not with them not that I'm sad but you know extended periods of time I miss them yeah and,
1: and like growing up I'm realizing that I spend way less time with my parents and my family uh, yeah, in general so sure. like realizing how much I was taking for granted all the time that I always had with them now mm-hmm. that like I come home at night and my whole family's sleeping it's like,
0: <laughs> yeah. damn, they don't wait up for you anymore <laughs> no they're, they're like, like you're out. a grown-ass
1: <laughs> adult <laughs> we're going to sleep but yeah. what about you chanel i mean what else can i say <laughs> <laughs> whatever's like, in your heart no pressure second time we've
2: stolen what <laughs> chanel wanted to say i hate being last for this <laughs> oh yeah my family <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely like um also like my grandparents and mm-hmm. like the people who came before me that i don't even know that yeah. sacrificed so much like i i know it had to be hard and mm-hmm. just thinking about like all the opportunities I have today. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that I could be like, oh, yeah, I might not graduate college. Mm-hmm. Like, what? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, like, I have the opportunity to, like, travel around the world, mm-hmm. meet different people, and I know that's all because of, like, all the hardship that the people before me had to go through. Mm-hmm. So, definitely, like, my ancestors, um, and I just want to make them proud. Like, I want to, like, one day when I get to heaven and I, I meet
1: the whole
0: tree. If you get to heaven. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's
1: for another episode, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay.
0: We're doing that.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, if I get to heaven and I meet the whole family or if they're even there. Because you never know. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no like, much. wait, if I'm not getting there, I don't know about this
2: one and this one. <laughs> yeah, but I just want to make sure that they're proud of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, like, my mom, my dad, my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're the ones I do everything for because I know, like, families. like it's one of the things that you come into this world having Mm -hmm. and like you never know what could happen down the line that you you would need them and you would need to call on them for sure so I'm so grateful for that and of course my friends like I definitely include my friends as my family like once I like once I call you a friend like it's, it's done You can't get
1: rid of me <laughs>
2: you're so my yeah, you're in my life I've tried
0: I've tried many yeah. times I feel like <laughs> friends can't
2: get rid of me
1: <laughs> Friends represent like the family You get to choose yeah. Somebody told me that before mm-hmm. So yeah,
2: There's a lot of people in my family I would not have chosen <laughs> with. Well, I still love you
1: Conky. Yeah. <laughs> We do not name drop, omit. The name will be omit <laughs> Chanel! Oh my god.
0: It's funny because right before we recorded this episode, we literally said we will not name drop in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Chanel goes. So we just went for it. But
1: yeah, while we're on the topic of relationship, that's kind of segues into the topic of the week, which mm. is circumstantial friends
0: can we can we just say it all together once okay real slow wrong you know this (laughs) because we've been trying to to tease this episode for a really long time and i could never remember the word circumstantial i kept saying coincidental no consequential no (laughs) i don't even know what else i was saying but i never said circumstantial and to this day i still keep forgetting it so let's just all say it together Mm. kindergarten teacher style Sir, Sir- cum Circumstantial. What,
1: <laughs> and what does that mean, circumstantial friendship? So I think we all have different people that we categorize in different boxes, whether it's your best friend, your family, your um, closest friends or acquaintances. And what circumstantial friendships represent, to me at least, because I'll let the girls speak for themselves, is Friends that you're only friends with in certain situations where you're kind of obligated to associate with these people, but otherwise you wouldn't go out of your way to interact or be with these people. And I've realized in college that you'll come a lo- across a lot of people that will become that for you. They'll become circumstantial friendships. Whether it's people who are in your class that you just need to get homework from. Or if they're people in the club room that you only see in passing but would never make plans <coughs> out. <laughs> Outside of the club room, with.
0: Damn.
1: Um, That's kind of what a circumstantial friend is. <clears throat> but I'll let the girls kind of give their little spin on what they think the meaning is as well.
0: Chanel, take it away. I don't want to make you laugh and <laughs> hurt your feelings <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll
2: give my little background on it. Um, I feel like circumstantial friends is very difficult for me to kind of understand. Mm-hmm. Because of, like, what I just said. Once I count you as a friend, like, it's pretty much... Through and through. Mm -hmm. Um, There's people who I see as acquaintances. Mm -hmm. But even from, like, when I was very younger, I had this, like, this obsession with being popular. With, like, everybody knowing me and being friends with everybody. And even though I never became really popular, um, once I kind of... Recognize a person, and we at least had a conversation. Mm-hmm. If I see in the hallway, I would say hi to you. Right. Like, I would at least acknowledge your presence. Gotcha. Um, so the idea of like having circumstantial friends, like people who are just friends with you for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's a very weird concept to me, mm-hmm. and I really hate it. Like I'll, I, I've done this in the past. Like if we had to do a party together, and like we're circumstantial friends because we're trying to we're going through the struggle together. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, I'll be like, okay, so if we're in the hallway, are you going to say hi to me? like are you really friends? <laughs> She sounds scared. Or like, should I not, like, should I not make eye contact with you? Like, I just need to know, cause I can't be out here looking crazy. <laughs> cause that happens a lot. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I try not to approve of it, but it's a thing that happens, especially in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, mm-hmm. um, last thing, especially because you have so many different classes with so many different people. Right.
1: So it's a thing that has to happen. I think that... Sorry, before you go, Marie. I think the thing that would differ between, like, an acquaintance and a circumstantial friend is that I feel like when the, with an acquaintance, like somebody you meet in class or anything, mm-hmm. is that I feel like both parties know mm-hmm. that, like, this is the grounds of our relationship. Like, past the classroom, I don't associate with you. Mm-hmm. But with a circumstantial friend, <laughs> to me, it's kind of like one party might not know that the other party only sees them in this mm-hmm. one way. Definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's really important to include. So for me... In the past, in high school, I think a lot of people definitely considered me a circumstantial friend. I was the person Mm -hmm. um, who someone would be friends with because they needed help with homework. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the semester, the end of the school year, you know, it was like I didn't even exist anymore. Mm. Um, So coming into college, I want to make sure that no, like none of my friends felt that way. Mm -hmm. Because for me, if I talk to you and I consider you important in my life, you are my friend. You don't have to be my best friend. You don't have to be the person that I talk to every single day or or, like, call up on the phone when I'm having a crisis, like Chanel and Anita. Right. But if I if I do talk to you, and I value your opinion, and I value you as a person, and for that reason, I would never consider anybody to be a circumstantial friend. If you see me in the hallway, I'll say hi. If I see you in a random location, and you've done nothing to, like, if you've never done anything wrong to me, I will say hi. I'll come over. I'll give you a hug. I'll talk to you. Because right. um, I value everyone as a human being, and, <laughs> like, I'm not the type of person who... who considers somebody a friend just because they need something from somebody mm-hmm. I don't need anything for most people like I have my core group of friends I have my family who supports me and you other than that like I, like I just like I, I don't need anything for anybody I just I value you right. and I value talking to you and hearing your thoughts about things mm-hmm. so the whole concept of circumstantial friends is something that really drives me crazy because I just don't see the purpose of it like why would you put someone through that or why would you knowingly do something that hurts someone's feelings or like why even bother then like mm-hmm. why waste your effort on something like that on a, on a meaningless interaction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah i also wanted to say this is a little bit like off from the circle of central friends but talking about like best friends too mm-hmm. um i'm like very very like anal when it comes to best friends I'm very strict about guidelines when it comes to best friends. Like, for a long time, I've only had three best friends, and that was the thing. Like, I was like, you can only have three best friends. If you had more, then you were lying to yourself and lying to your friends. (laughs) And I think it was only recently, like, especially when we became close. And I remember, Anne-Marie, the first time you called me your best friend. I was so anxious. I was like, oh, my gosh.
0: Like, what does this mean? <laughs> I remember she looked so uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> I was, like, so anxious. Because the thing is, that like, I was like, okay, we haven't known each other for as long as I've known all my other friends. Like, mm-hmm. I've known, like, the girls I call my best friends since, like, kindergarten. Mm-hmm. I was like, she hasn't gone through all the tests and everything. <laughs> and then the first time, like, I really, like, realized, like, what a best friend is mm-hmm. was when we got into, like, our little, like... A little fight.
0: We can talk about the fight if you want. I don't want to talk about this fight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think the viewers would like to I hear I think it. the viewers want to hear the
0: tea. <laughs> Do you really want to? I don't care. Are I mean, honest, I'm over it. Yeah, it's fine.
1: We are raw in room 3228. Oh,
0: no. You put your line. own self on the spot. Oh, no. See, that's the thing is is when it happened, I was so, so upset because trust is so important to me. Mm. And like I said, I've had a lot of bad friendships in the past. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I I I like, and again, like I... I felt like I could finally trust Chanel, like, she's my best friend. Yeah. And, again, like, the situation, the way that I found out about it, it wasn't the way that it actually happened. It was messy. It was a very messy situation. Basically, I liked a guy. It always comes back to a freaking guy. I remember my parents would always say, "Amory, don't ruin a friendship over a guy because Mm -hmm. guys come and go. (laughs) But hoes are forever. No, they didn't say the hoes are forever. But you guys are my forever. (laughs) Um, but basically, Chanel... I told Chanel I liked the guy, and, and she told him that I liked him. And basically, he didn't... He said I was hot, but he didn't reciprocate <laughs> the feelings, pretty much. And then nobody ever told me about the whole situation that had happened. Mm-hmm. And then I found out about it through like that guy's friend who was talking to my sister about it and saying how everybody knew how I liked this guy, right? But I didn't even know that anybody else knew except for Chanel. And when I found out... I was like, who could have told this person? And I was like, it definitely can't be Chanel, right? And I texted Chanel, and she wasn't answering me. She was reading my messages. She wasn't responding. Oh, Chanel! And, then she, came up to me and she was like, yeah, Anne Maria, it was me. I'm so sorry. And I was like, it was you. <laughs> it's been four whole months, and you couldn't tell me. And I was, I was honestly that whole day. I cried all the way home. I, was, I felt so so upset about it and I know Chanel felt so awful about everything that had happened yeah. but we talked about it um, and this is like I'm not a very forgiving person like usually you cross me once like you're done like you're dead to me oh <laughs> <laughs> like, <"You're> dead. <laughs> I think I said something like that to Chanel too and yeah. I felt so bad um, she no. She texts me. She's like, "I thought you were my friend.
2: Why would you do this to me?" I like, I was. Oh, Guys, my jaw is
1: on the floor because I've heard this story, but like they're re they're reenacting it right now in front of <laughs> we me. <really> so are. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my
0: god!" The tears so hot. animated over here mm-hmm. in room three two two eight. But yeah, I was I was really really distraught about it, and I didn't know what to do. And it, it took me about a week. And it was actually so funny because that weekend we had to go to a conference for Isaac, of course, yeah. and Chanel and I were rooming together. So, of course, like, we were going to see each other, and I didn't know what to do, and, like, and the guy was there, and then, like, the guy's friend was there, and then everybody was there. and Yikes. And I was like, I'm not going to this conference. I'm not going to Chicago. Like, I'm done. It was a free trip to Chicago, so I ended up going. <laughs> She's like, free pizza. free food. Because I was like, okay, free pizza. Like, let's do it. And, and we, we got over it. We talked about it. Um, we figured things out. But for me, that was the moment where I realized that, just because somebody does something that you don't like doesn't mean that you can ju- you should just cut them out forever. Yeah. You should really like listen to their side of it and mm-hmm. and the way that the whole situation was twisted. Like I knew Chanel's true intentions were that she was really trying to help me. She really wanted to match make. She's that type of person. I'm bad she didn't at it. she didn't mean anything malicious by it. The only thing is, I think coming out of that experience, we realized that we just have to better. Um, communication. communication with one another yeah, for yeah. sure. Because um, I think the only thing that was bothering me was that I wish I had known because I felt like everything had been happening behind my back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like people had been like talking, like, oh, Amory likes blah blah blah, and <laughs> blah, 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 And I was like, I didn't even know that anybody knew. So for me, that was just like such a shock in right. the moment. And yeah, and I think Chanel was just scared to tell me about it because she didn't. Like, she felt like she. Had... No,
2: I just forgot.
0: <laughs> I forgot because the thing is that once it happened,
2: um, and the things I didn't, I didn't come out right away and tell the guy. Like I was trying to, you know, play matchmaker, throw a little hint here and there. But I didn't know he picked up on the hints because I'm, you know, oblivious and slow. <laughs> um, and I didn't think it was a conversation that he would have had with a friend because it wasn't, it wasn't anything confirmed. Mm-hmm. So when it was brought up like months later, I was like, wait, like I totally forgot this even occurred. Yeah. And then when it did, I was like, oh wait, I'd never told like Emory. And like that's one thing I always do: I either speak too much. Or don't say anything, and mm-hmm. then it ends up blowing up in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was trying to say before was like <laughs> when we had that whole like incident, that whole situation. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't lose Emory as a friend. Like she's my best. Like she's
0: one of my best friends. And I felt the exact same way because situations like this have happened in the past, and and I never felt like losing that friendship was an injustice to me but in this particular situation i didn't know what i was gonna do i was like chanel is really she's my rock you know Mm. like i love her how like how am i gonna live without her like i didn't know but also at the same time i was like i have to punish her like i don't know what to do
2: i went home and i cried i mean it was also my period but on top of that (laughs) i cried i went home i spoke to my mom about it she was like yeah chanel you're in the wrong I was like, thanks, my for like, the, the <laughs> the Thanks truth. Mom for keeping it real. Yeah, keeping it real. Um, yeah, but I felt horrible. Like I I made all these plans about her like Chipotle for the rest of her life. She
0: did, and yeah. I, I rejected the Chipotle. Yeah, she
2: rejected the <laughs> Chipotle. I was I was just so scared. I was like, Oh my god, I can't lose Anne Marie.
1: And I think that's that's what the what's the difference between like a circumstantial friendship and like a true friendship mm. is that if I'm friends with somebody and I truly value the relationship, I'll fight for it Mm -hmm. regardless. So I think that's kind of what was happening between the two of you. It's like, you realize that the relationship was worth fighting for as -hmm. opposed to being like, yeah, she did me wrong. I'm done with her forever. Yeah. So that's how I, that's kind of how I base off all my relationships. Like if I'm willing to fight for you, then that's how I categorize you as a closer friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Because I know there's a point where I have like two other friends who are Other than you guys, because I love you guys. But these two other girls that I grew up with, Milan and Sam. And I've known them since I was like nine years old. And we all met in like a church community. Mm. And they've been my friends through everything. Like I love them to death. But recently as we're like all growing up and going through different things in our lives um, we've kind of had a disconnect and we haven't seen each other in months Mm -hmm. and for that reason like the way that we communicate has completely changed as well Mm -hmm. and we actually went through a phase where we didn't talk to each other for like a good three months, two months or something like that on no platform, Facebook, Instagram no communication and the relationship recently picked itself back up and so I feel like when when a relationship is true enough, there's no amount of time that can go by that can kill the relationship exactly. or the connection that you have with those people because it's so honest and so true. Mm-hmm. And you're willing to work through whatever divide you're experiencing at the moment.
0: Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I also have like a couple of friends. I don't really talk to many people from high school, but I have a couple of my old cheerleading friends. Right. That we, we hang out maybe like, I want to say like three, four times a year for birthdays. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Mm-hmm. But I also know that. I still truly value their friendship. It doesn't matter how often we talk, you know, when we, when we actually get together and we sit down, we know we always have each other's backs, you know right. what I mean? Right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, even last summer, like, Chanel and I didn't talk very much at all because Chanel was in Egypt. Mm. I was, like, all over the place. and mm. we, All the countries. Yeah, all the countries. <laughs> um, just traveling the world. And, but when we got back, it was like nothing had stopped, you know? Yeah. We just picked up where we left off. Yeah, like, even at
2: the moment, like, one of my besties,
0: BB. I know she's
2: mad at me. I'm sorry, Bianca. (laughs) (laughs) Like we'll go months without talking, yeah. And then as soon as like we're we're both in town together, it's like everything picks up exactly where it starts off. And like I know, like that girl, like no matter what, like I feel like it's so weird that we're friends in the the first place because I feel like we're so different. Mm -hmm. But like no matter what, Mm -hmm. we have this connection, which is like I don't know, like. Like we've been together since
1: kindergarten. Like, right. there's
2: so much history and stories mm-hmm. that we share right. that it's like crazy. Like I could never lose her mm-hmm. as a friend.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like sometimes when I when I know somebody's my true friend, I can almost envision them like being the godmother or the yeah. aunt of my Aww, kids. Yeah. And like having our barbecues together. So
0: cute. But then
1: when I think of like somebody who's a circumstantial friend, I think of somebody who like once I'm out of a certain situation. I won't go out of my way to connect with them at all. But and do you, then,
0: do you have circumstantial friends?
1: Yeah, do I think you, you I do. do. I think and I think I've only developed that, those kind of friendships once I started college. Uh-huh. Like I said before, there's a difference between like somebody you meet in class who's mm-hmm. strictly an acquaintance and both parties know that, but I feel like especially in the club room like there are people that I'll go in, talk to for a bit and then when the weekend comes or, like, a day off school comes, I won't reach out to communicate to make plans outside of a school setting. So
0: what do you think makes that person a circumstantial friend instead of, like, one of your ride or dies, Anita? Ooh, I don't know. Um, what is it about them, okay? Um, <laughs> Am I one? <laughs> I don't know.
2: I also feel like, Anita, you're very easy to talk to, mm-hmm. and people connect with you very easily. Uh, and I think you, you have this kind of, like, I don't want to say vibe. But you have vibes, vibes that people, energy. Yeah, you have energy, yeah, that people <laughs> want to connect to so badly, but, like, you you don't need it. You don't need their energy, but sometimes <laughs> I feel like they might want yours more than um, than others. Yeah.
0: She's elusive. Yeah. She's a wily fox. Elusive? Yeah. I've elusive. never heard that word in my life. What does that mean? It? What is elusive? Kind of like like you're, you're unattainable. You're out of reach. Yeah. You're kind of mysterious. Is are my Gemini. You give and a little me? Oh, Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> Our Gemini is really mysterious, though. I heard they're just two faced assholes. are ah! <laughs> I smell it. oh but that's interesting no but
1: the thing is like when I do talk to people I think maybe I'm realizing that maybe it's not a good thing about me but like when people talk to me sometimes I won't say anything back like I'll just be listening to them and I think maybe people take that as me like just wanting to gain information about them but it's truly just because sometimes I prefer to just listen to somebody Mm -hmm. talk because I love hearing people tell their stories in such different ways and so that's interesting that's interesting you say I never thought of it in that way you're a good
2: communicator that's what it is Mm -hmm. you're a good communicator and people like talking to you Yeah. so it makes them feel closer to you but I don't think that you you see how they're drawing onto your energy and Mm -hmm. I think that's what ends up making them a concert what's the word circumstantial circumstantial (laughs) consequential so would you argue
1: that like maybe I'm a circumstantial friend, or do you guys think that you've been a circumstantial friend to somebody before? Oh yeah, definitely. oh yeah. I yeah, like,
0: I think people often think of me as a circumstantial friend. Mm-hmm. I actually, yeah, I think most people feel that way about me. Yeah, like when they need something from me. Yeah, you know they're they want to talk to me, or like if I'm around, they will. Other than that, I don't think like most people would go out of their way mm-hmm. for me in the way that I I would for them. For the- I truly, Bye. I truly don't consider anybody a circumstantial friend. Like yeah. I said before. I mean, obviously, there are limits to things I would do for somebody. Like, mm. I'd rob a bank for you guys, <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to rob a bank for, like, I don't know, some, like, random Joe in my my music 3000 class, Ooh. you know? Like, <laughs> oh, Joe, we don't like you. I meant, like, Joe Schmo, okay? There's, like, there's no <laughs> Joe in my class. <laughs> but, I would say that, like, for me
1: and you and Marie, just, like, stir the pot a little bit. I think when we first met, I thought our relationship was going to be circumstantial. So did I! Yeah, I thought, I, thought, <laughs> I thought, yeah, I
0: thought Anita felt that way about me, but...
1: Oh, I thought quite the opposite. I thought maybe you felt that way about me because we were sitting in the club room when we first met and we were talking. It was only after our, our conversation transitioned to something uh-huh. really deep out of nowhere. But at first it's just kind of like, oh, I really like your pants. I really like yeah. your shoes. And I thought it was going to just stay that surface level and we we're just going to be friends in passing. Uh-huh. So I'm really astounded that we ended up like flourishing it further than that. Same.
0: Uh-huh. I, I, I feel like people often think that I'm very surface level because I think for me, like I said, like, trust is really important, so mm-hmm. for me to have those deeper conversations with people, it takes me a little while to open up and mm-hmm. it's something that I've been doing more so this year, like, mm-hmm. I guess now that I've gotten more comfortable with Baruch, more comfortable with the club room and the people that are in it, mm-hmm. I've been able to open up and have those deeper conversations, but in the past, it would be, like, not, like, surface-level conversations, but if I didn't know what your true intentions were, I wouldn't push it any further. But right. for me, like, as far as, like, hanging out with people or, or like, how I view in my mind, like, you're all equal to me, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Even if we don't talk all the time, you're still important. Right. Yeah.
1: So, guys, do you guys think you have any circumstantial friends?
0: Um, I think I
2: am the circumstantial friend. Okay. Um, I would think I put a lot of energy into certain relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, like, expecting to get a lot out of it, but I feel like people are so used to me giving so much that um they just feel like it's okay like man eh, like she's, she'll still be around like i don't have to do that mm-hmm. but only with some friends i feel like the friends that like are my true rider dies are the ones that i don't put as much energy into and mm-hmm. i feel like i really need to work on that right
0: yeah. yeah yeah i definitely see that with chanel all the time because i feel like chanel is so generous and so giving and she mm-hmm. really she just cares so much about people she <laughs> Ay- always sees the good in everybody and i'm and i keep telling her chanel you need to watch out because not everybody is worth your time. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of people don't appreciate you. Yeah. And you're so wonderful. You deserve to be appreciated in that way. Aww. She does tell me this all the time. Because you got
1: the biggest heart, girl. It's Aww,
0: so nice. true. The biggest heart of, out of anybody I've ever met. Yeah. And like she loves you unconditionally <laughs> no matter what you do to her. <laughs> she was like you still still <laughs> <like impressing laughs> a person <guy. It's> at <laughs> so true. <laughs> but I think that's something really difficult with circumstantial friends. Mm-hmm. Especially the element we talked about before, as far as it being one sided, and sometimes people don't know that they're a circumstantial friend. I know, like myself personally, whenever I have a friendship, I feel like I put so much of myself into that relationship. And I share so much of myself, so I, I like I found that I have to be like a little more guarded with people because I don't know how like where we stand a lot of times in college because you like you're interacting with these people on a daily basis, right. whether it's in the club room or, or wherever. And and just because I consider them valuable in my life doesn't mean that they think the same of me. Yeah. So it's just something to keep in mind a lot of times in those relationships. Yeah. Mm. So do
1: you think I feel like circumstantial friends are things that. Maybe you shouldn't even. Do you guys think you should preserve them? Do you think they're worth putting any effort into? Because I think there are things that you can still benefit from people that you're friends with only in certain situations, but I think it might be a little bit exhausting on you as a person where you kind of have to. I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I can't decide whether. Basically, what I'm trying to ask is do you think it's worth keeping around people who you consider circumstantial friends?
0: I mean, for me the type of people where you you might know someone in a certain situation like you have acquaintances for that reason like why like why would you have this middle ground where you have a circumstantial friend to me that just seems really fake yeah I don't want a friend that I'm only friends with on certain occasions it just doesn't make sense to me at all like why would I even bother so like you kind of know me you kind of don't you kind of care about me you kind of don't that's not cool Yeah, I don't want that in my life that just feels really toxic to me actually because Mm -hmm. I would never just use somebody because they're around for a particular situation Yeah, I'd want to they're valuable to me in all aspects not just in one certain scenario right yeah. So personally, for me, no. I don't think it's worth having circumstantial friends around. I mean, it's not like I'm just going to cut them out of my lives, but if they're toxic or they're... Like, I, I know that like they're going to ignore me in another situation and it'll bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my personal safety and well-being and mental health i feel like i need to take myself out of that situation mm-hmm. because it's just not worth it for me and like i could be doing so many better things with my time than worrying about this stupid relationship
1: yeah and i think situations where i've seen it be really toxic is when one person considers the person a circumstantial friend the other person thinks so much of them mm-hmm. like yeah this is my ride or die mm-hmm. so when especially when it's not um like we on both ends like both people don't feel the same wa- same way about each other i think that's when it's like the height of being toxic because you're almost abusing that power that you have over this person who really, really values you and you only value them in certain situations. And I think I've seen a lot of that, and that's where I've kind of come to the understanding that, for me personally, like kind of what you said, I don't think it's worth keeping around somebody's circumstantial friend. I think it has um, definitely short-term benefits, but in the long run, you're just exhausting yourself and kind of using somebody at the end of the day. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that... um There's the whole thing about, like, you have friends for a reason, friends for seasons, friends for lessons. (laughs) Um, And I also think about some circumstantial friendships as more of, like, a networking kind of Mm. thing. Um, So, but that's the thing. Like, y'all both need to be on the same page. Like, knowing, Mm. like, okay, this is a relationship where if I find benefits, like, I'm going to get the opportunities or the advantages out of this friendship or um, network experience. Um, So I think knowing, like, what your boundaries are, and how to communicate that with people, so everybody's on the same page. So not one person's thinking more about this friendship than another person. Right. So um, I think circumstantial friends are good in a context of it being a networking kind of thing. Mm.
0: But also your professional network—that's what you're talking about, right? I mean, like, like I feel LinkedIn like LinkedIn type stuff. No, not <laughs> even. I students feel like. Be like
2: <laughs> I feel like networking has to be more than just a business thing because mm. I feel like it could also be. I mean. Either way, it'll probably be like business or professional, but like sometimes it'd be friends where um, you would never think about being in a certain position. But, you know, this person is in contact with this mm-hmm. person, and you might need that contact one day and be like, ooh, like, I remember this person related to that person, yeah. <laughs> I need this right now, so let me contact no. this person to get to that
1: person. The baroque so, in you is coming out. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's leaking. So, I
0: mean, if I have to be an opportunist, I guess I have to. But I get that. But because a professional contact or or your network in that sense, mm-hmm. you're both aware that that's what you're doing. Like, you're, you have that relationship for that reason because maybe one day down the line they can help you out with a job or you can help them out with something else that you know they're interested in. Right. But I think that's diff- that's very different than a circumstantial friend. Mm, yeah. Because I, I, for me, a circumstantial friend is more like somebody where, like, in one situation, like, let's say nobody else is around. Like, they'll talk to you and hang out with you, but then when there's a whole group of people, you're meaningless. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I think of it in, in more of, like, a social setting, maybe, or, like, an everyday setting, not really about, like, um, the professional experience that you can get from having that person as a friend. Gotcha. Yeah, I know yeah. what you
2: mean because I've been in those relationships as well, where like at the moment we're the best of friends, mm-hmm. and as soon as the person's around other other friends. They completely switch up on you and you don't you don't exist.
0: That's what I mean. That's a circumstantial friend. That's toxic. Yeah, that's not networking. That's <laughs> <laughs> that might be their excuse that yeah. they're networking, but it's not networking. It connect. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not asking every single person to be my best friend. Like right. I don't need that. I have Chanel, Anita, Alejandra, my sister. Like I. I like I don't really need much more. I, I mean, other people too that I'm not naming. If you're <laughs> to this podcast. We're like, like, okay, Anne Marie, <laughs> like, cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I'm just looking for honesty. Yeah, I, I don't want somebody who's who's gonna say one thing to my face and then something about me when I like when I turn around. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just yeah. not what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. that's like a front of me. I guess could a circumstantial friend be considered a frenemy? I the thing
1: for me is though I didn't when I th- think about circumstantial friends, I don't think about it as somebody who talks bad about you behind their friend, uh, behind their your back, sorry. Uh-huh. I think of it more of just somebody who like literally just doesn't associate with you when they're not in a certain setting. Uh-huh. So maybe that's almost as bad as talking back bad about somebody cuz like you're kind of disregarding your relationship yeah. with them. Yeah. But
0: um that's an interesting point. Yeah, could a circumstantial friend be a frenemy? I think in that situation, I was just thinking about a particular case Ooh. that we're not going to mention here. Because we don't name Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I had a really good thought, but I can't remember it right now. <laughs> it's okay, girl. I think th- we got a
1: lot of good stuff in the discussion, for sure. Did we? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't feel that way sometimes.
1: <laughs> no, but I think all in all, like with any relationship, circumstantial, best friends, whatever, as long as the cons if it's cons right cons don't outweigh the pros of it i think there's something to gain from that relationship whether it's a lesson that you learn
0: or somebody that you keep in your life for a long period of time i mean you can learn something from every situation that's true yeah unfortunately (laughs) i mean i guess not unfortunately i i do think that every relationship i've ever been in with another person Mm -hmm. has taught me something and it's definitely shaped me into the person i am today Mm -hmm. so i'm not I'm not ashamed of any of the circumstantial, or any people that considered me a circumstantial friend. Yeah. And I'm not embarrassed by it or even really upset about it anymore. And I, I think I just that's the most important thing is just learn something from what you're going through. Yeah. And, and don't Definitely. treat people that way if it really bothers you that much. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. And just okay. don't spread yourself too thin. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Like, yeah. having
2: so many friends, like...
1: She's exhausted.
2: Uh, Especially for
0: Chanel. There's only... I mean, Chanel's an amazingly vibrant person, but there's only so much Chanel to go around. And I want enough for me, so I don't (laughs) want anybody else to take too much of her. No, somebody tried to get... I thought they were trying to get
2: Emery's number uh, today. I had to stop real quick. I was like, what is this?
0: <laughs> no, it's so true. She literally did do that. They were asking me for, for a contact from my group in one of my classes. And Chanel came over and, and she was like, you're in my group. What's going on, Anne-Marie? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you networking? with? <laughs> me. Yeah, a circumstantial so friend over here. Uh, I was just about to ditch Chanel. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right,
1: ladies. Yeah. Well, that concludes another lovely discussion. Mm. Lovely. Lovely.
0: <laughs> lovely. So I'm Anne-Marie. I'm Chanel. I'm Anita. And, and we're like the, the girls, girls of Room 3228. Two, eight.